After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor. Text directly to your phone from Alex, Brady, Greg, and myself. Bypass Twitter, X, and everything else. And you also get all kinds of insider stuff and contests. Go to Winnow with two N's, winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can get into our Better Edge contest this week. Go to betteredge.com backslash, excuse me, betteredge.com code 5RSN, betteredge.com code 5RSN, the number 5 and then RSN. You do that, you get $20 to play our contest for only 10 bucks, And, of course, you can explore the rest of the Better Edge product, and that means betting on games and finding the line you want legally. It's pretty cool. Go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yikes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow me at Tropical Blanket. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. Took one day off. More stuff on Twitter. We'll get to it. We continue to update you. On what's happening with Dame and not happening with Dame, uh, this tweet just came out. Alex just sent it to me, uh, which is from Hyken, our friend Sean Hyken, who covers the Portland Trailblazers for Rose Garden Report. He used to cover the Bulls, but he's been with the Blazers a few years now, or covered the Blazers for a few years. And his tweet was, nothing about the actual facts of the Dame situation from any side. Parentheses, he wants to be traded to Miami. Blazers don't love Miami stuff. No other team has blown them away. And parentheses has actually changed since July 1st. It's just the same stuff relitigated over and over again out of boredom. It does feel that way to a certain degree. We've kind of tipped you off to that. Uh, but I guess there, there was some new reporting out there that the Blazers, again, and Aaron Fentress has reported this, and he's a Blazer reporter who seems a little bit more aligned with Dame's position. We've had him on the podcast here. And he said basically that you know Portland's looked around the league and they're not finding much, uh, which, again, if you've been following us for the last two months, is what we predicted. This is a very specific circumstance that it makes sense for Dame Lillard, a contending team that he wants to go to, so therefore he would actually report and be happy about it, that is willing to pay $63 million at the end of his contract, 
and sort of get the most out of the remaining window that he has and also doesn't happen to have an elite lead guard right now that Dame would be pushing out or taking shots from if he went to. It's a very limited number of teams. We've done those episodes numerous times. None of this surprises us. No matter how many times that it seems like the Boston and New York-based media has tried to come up with some mystery team, that mystery team does not seem to exist. So what we're going to do today, though, this came out a few days ago, uh, and Alex and I are going to go through it. ESPN, uh, some of their reporters, all of whom we pretty much had on the podcast at one time or another, went through what makes the most sense in terms of trade packages to not only you know, get a resolution on the Lillard situation, but also on the James Harden situation in Philadelphia. So uh, I actually subscribed to ESPN Plus specifically for this. Congratulations, Bobby Marks. You got $9.99 out of me per month. I'll see if I cancel. Uh, but I'm going to read these to Alex. He doesn't have these in front of him because uh, I haven't bankrolled him for the $9.99 yet, and we don't know how the password sharing works. All right, so let, let's get to it, okay? We're going to start here. Uh, and this comes in actually from, this is actually not Bobby Marks. This is Tim Bontemps, who uh, works for ESPN. Uh, Tim's been on five on the floor a few times. This is the proposal. He says, Portland Trailblazers get, and this is a two-team package, by the way, uh, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, first-round picks in 27 and 29, first-round swap rights in 28 and 30. Your thoughts on this before I get to Tim's thoughts. So it's Hero, yeah. Lowry, Hakez, Jovic, first rounders in 27 and 29, and first round swap rights in 28 and 30. And they take back Nurkic, right? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. The other part of that is, yes, Lillard and Nurkic. So Miami's taking back Nurkic's money without getting off Duncan Robinson's money, by the way. Yeah, luckily the the, the free preview that ESPN gives you the article still includes the heat yes. trade, so I was able to see that. But yeah, this is obviously the I, I think this is probably the most, you know, we talked about that situation, right, uh, with kind of Windhorse reporting that, you know, stuff that we, that you guys have been saying this whole time, of course, but just the, the sense of, you know, the, the Blazers want everything. This is pretty much as close as you can get to everything. The only difference is you're not flipping um, Tyler for picks in this scenario, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to try to get a bigger haul of first round draft picks. And instead, you're giving them your two most recent ones who are still pretty raw, don't have any wear and tear on them. And both, and both have shown, uh, you know, flashes of talent. We know Jovic and, and, you know, Jovic had a great summer. Hakez was reportedly liked by the Blazers beforehand. The heat also having to take back Nurkic is a lot like, this is just a, a really big price for, I think the heat compared, you know, relative to what we've been expecting, right. Where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. because of the fact that there's no trade market, we don't really expect the heat to have to give everything. And so this is what I think everything looks like. I think this is actually what it would look like more likely than not if there were more teams in the mix yes. that would have to make the Heat, um, you know, kind of up their offer. I think this is what probably their best offer, again, without flipping somebody for picks, which would kind of, you know, change the deal. I think, like, having to take back Nurkic would be a favor for the Blazers, which, again, I don't think the Heat are in the business of doing right now. Right. Um, and you're and not getting off Duncan's money either. Now, now Duncan does have value to you with the heat uh because i mean certainly with that roster if you're sending out lowry hero hawkes and jovich there's a spot for duncan robinson in the heat rotation then for yeah. sure i mean there is right now actually I, this I is as close as you get to gutting the team you know quote unquote right. as people have have uh ever but caleb to. stays too yeah. so 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 you're keeping caleb and you're keeping so so let, let's just look at it before i get to tim's view on it 
a, a potential heat rotation in this scenario, which is close to the everything, but I guess not everything because you are keeping Caleb and you're keeping Duncan's services, even if you don't love Duncan's contract. So a starting lineup in this situation would likely be uh, Bam, Lover, Highsmith, your, uh, Jimmy, uh, Lillard, and Josh. Richardson, and Josh, right? But you still have Caleb as a sixth man. You still have Duncan as your seventh. Still have Thomas you, Bryant. You still have Thomas Bryant as your backup big, and you still have either Love or Highsmith uh, yeah. on the bench. So, I mean, you have – this is why when everybody keeps saying, if you don't have good. anything left, like, even with an everything scenario, there's yeah. enough there, and, and then that doesn't get into – Potential development of, of Jamal Cain, potential Doesn't development into, uh, of Bouye. You know, roster spots that they might use if they have, you know, after a trade. Right. You know, and, on and like so, a Jamal Green or somebody like that. Also, by the way, you mentioned Thomas Bryant. They, they would have Nurkic on the roster, too. So, I, oh, yeah. potentially, he could be in a nine-man rotation also. Uh, and you do have Orlando Robinson. You, you would have a lot of bigs then, obviously. Yeah. You, okay. At that point, they might consider, like, waving Orlando, even though they like him a lot, just to – but I don't know if they would, just because it, it really does seem like they like him. But just I, I think they want him to take that spot over Thomas Bryant, to be honest. Um, if anything, they'll just keep him around, you know? Yeah, so, so I think that that's, that's another option. But again, let me get to Tim's comment here. But I, 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 I'm putting this out there in part to show that the Heat would be able to fill out a roster regardless. There's enough here to play with. So let, let me get to this. Uh, this is Tim Bontemps' comment. There's only one Lillard trade that actually makes sense, and that is to the Heat. That's what we've been saying for a long time. Considering both Lillard's age, he turned 33 in July, and his contract owed more than $200 million over the next four seasons, a team taking Lillard at both at this point of his career needs to have enough to at least make it interesting for Portland to make a deal, yet also enough to remain championship caliber after the trade. Miami is the only destination where these two lines cross. A package built around Hero, Hakez, Jovic, two first-round picks, and two more swaps, both of which are far enough into the future that a Portland team grows, could easily bear out his switches, gives the Blazers current young players to fit alongside their core and future draft capital to add to in the future. I like the fit of Hero with Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp, particularly for a young team. Hero's a very good shooter, uh, can play on and off the ball. Oh, actually, someone who gives Hero some credit and should help create more space for Henderson to operate. That's funny because I've had conversations with Von Sampson I know he wasn't the biggest hero fan before, but he is, uh, I guess, come around a little bit. For a team very light in the front court, Hakez and Jovic are intriguing long-term bets. Jovic, in particular, is upside to fit really nicely around Henderson and Sharp moving forward. This allows Portland to hand its team over to Henderson fully without the specter of an unhappy Lillard hanging over the per franchise in perpetuity, as we've been saying. That's my addition. It might not be perfect or one that resembles the Rudy Gobert in a Minnesota trade. Why is everybody making that comparison? That's one of the worst trades in NBA history. My parenthetical. In 2022... But that kind of deal simply doesn't exist. This is a good return for Portland. They will still leave Miami with a chance to win this year and next. So here's my final view on this. And then after the break, we'll get to some of the others. Even as we get to the almost everything trade, Miami still has enough. Portland gets what it wants. And yet, because of what you said early on, there are no other offers out there. And the Heat are basically competing with themselves, which means that they're competing with time and comfort at this point. I don't think Miami has to give up that much, even in a two-team scenario. I don't think it'll be that much. But even if it is that much, it is still worth Miami doing it, and it is certainly worth Portland doing it. Would we agree on that? Yeah. I mean, again, as like knowing the situation as it is, I, I agree with you that the Heat wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that personally if I, I was there. Not that that matters. But what I'm saying is, and, and I think you're saying too, is that if it got to that point, 
for whatever reason, right? If there was competition, that trade, that endpoint would still be worth it. And I, and I agree with you. I think it's a lot, especially because we've talked ourselves into, you know, less than that kind of all summer. It's been a while now, but you know, when you think about it, like you're giving up, you're essentially turning Tyler, a couple of late first round picks, no disrespect whatsoever. Cause I like Hakas. I like Jovich. I want to see them hang around here, but, um, and a couple more future first and swaps, like for a guy of Dame's talent and it's a perfect situation for him. As we know, I still think, it's a relatively good price for somebody of his caliber. Even when you include the age, the contract, like we talk about all the time, it's just a perfect situation. And I still think when you look at everything there, no, again, no shade to any of those guys. I just think it's a, it's a pretty good trade. I want to read one thing here. Cause you texted me this during the show. So we'll just, I'll throw this out there, but I don't want to spend. I also time. wouldn't want to take back Nurkic, by the way. I think that's one of my things. To me, that's the thing is you're taking back Nurkic. That's the part that makes this too much. Um, cause yeah. you are adding his contract without getting off of Duncan's contract. And again, Duncan has value, but that's like two other teams are involved that, that would make the heat get to that correct. point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yes. you're going to get to that. Point. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but I do want to read this real quick and then we'll go to break, but I'll just throw it out there. Cause it did pop up our guy, Drew star, who's been uh, transcribing everything. This again, uh, is a quote from Aaron Fentress from an article, I guess in the Oregonian last week, if the Blazers in a team other than Miami, Hammond or deal sources say Lillard would show up to his new team. Again, if he doesn't, the NBA will get involved. Uh, but his desire to go to Miami would not dissipate. He'd be seeking to get out of wherever he found himself from the day he arrived. Anyway, I want to mention a couple of sponsors here before we get to some of these other possible trade packages. Our friends over at Water Cleanup of Florida, Michael Robert and his team, WCUFL, that's WCUFL.com. If you've got water damage, mold damage, they are the place to go to. Any kind of damage, they're the place to go to. They are in Boca Raton, but they service all the county south as well. But also, they've got a preventative program, so make sure that you check that out. Go to WCUFL.com. That's Water Cleanup of Florida. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they've got the guts. By the way, Greg will be back soon for those who have been asking. just been on a business trip, but that's why I didn't bring him in there. Prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit match up to $100. NFL weekend coming up. You definitely want to be playing there. Um, I actually won big last week, which is a rarity for me. Go to prizepicks.com, Google Play Store, Apple App Store. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Check out their Flex Friday specials and all kinds of stuff. But make sure you're using the code 5. It's F-I-V-E at prizepicks.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so let me get to a couple of the others here. Now, these are, uh, they involve others. Now, I will say uh, Bobby Marks weighed in. I should read that, too, because he weighed in. And of course, he's uh, ESPN's cap insider. He's been gracious enough to come here on our show uh, before. Bobby says, we have to condition our minds that there is no Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, or Kevin Durant trade package coming Portland's way for Miami. This is a good offer. This is one Bontemps suggested. It checks the three most important boxes when trading a franchise player. Young players, draft capital, and financial relief. Miami could add Caleb Martin and a third unprotected first if the first is allowed, is if the first owed to Oklahoma City in 2025 is amended to the package, but the Heat would be bidding against themselves. Portland has to face the realization that there is a non-existent market right now outside the Heat. This is six days ago, by the way, and nothing has changed. Would that change if Portland holds on to Lillard into the season and explores moving in closer to the trade deadline? It's possible that the 33-year-old has played a total of 87 games in the past two seasons, and a future injury would only lessen the return Portland would receive in a trade. One thing I like about this trade for Portland is Hero not going to a third team. Imagine that. The on-court value of Hero outweighs sending the guard to a third team to acquire an additional first-rounder. Wow. He actually thinks Tyler Hero is worth more than a first-round pick. Golly B, as Barry Jackson would say. With, with Hero having four years left in his contract and Anthony Simons three, the tra- Trailblazers can pivot with either player in a separate trade in the future. All right, let me get to this one, too. Uh, this one, the Heat are not involved in. I don't believe these. So I'll just throw these out there. We're not going to spend as much time in them. But tell me if you would even like these trades. These are just thrown out there. Okay, uh, Let me see who threw this one out. This is Kevin Pelton. Okay, He's more of a, a uh, stats guy for ESPN. Okay, on this one, the Sixers get Dame Lillard. Man, Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Okay. The Blazers get Korkmaz, Maxi. So really Maxi. Jaden Springer, Batum, Amir Coffey, Marcus Morris. I don't know all their contract situations. I have to imagine a lot of those are expirings. Um, 28 and 30 first round picks from the Clippers. And the Clippers get James Harden and Tobias Harris. So basically the Clippers are giving up all of their depth, essentially, around Kawhi, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook <coughs> for James Harden and Tobias Harris. I guess to fill out a starting five, right? Because you'd have something like, well, I guess Harris would be the sixth man, but you'd have Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi with Tobias Harris there. I'm going to try to understand, and I'll, I'll read you what Pelton says here, but I'm trying to understand why the Blazers would do this opposed to the heat mm-hmm. offer. Uh, they would get essentially for Dame, they wouldn't be getting off Jurkic's contract. I don't see anything else that they're giving up. And they essentially get a bunch of garbage other than Maxi. They get Korkmaz, Springer, Batum, Coffee, and Marcus Morris. I say garbage respectively. Some of these were effective NBA players, but they're not players you're trading for to, you know, to build a young team with. So you're basically getting Maxi, filler. 28 and 30 first round picks from the Clippers. I guess you're assuming the Clippers first round picks may be better than the Heats. I don't know if you can. Does that make more sense than the for, for the Blazers than the Miami trade? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. And I, I understand like people who aren't 
Heat fans, you know, watching this, um, might like look at it and be like, "Of course he's gonna say that." And and look, man, like, what do you want me to say? That Maxi, <laughs> all those random guys who are either like older vets or um, young players who haven't proven a thing in the league yet, who aren't even that highly touted. Like, I'm not even trying to throw shade. It's like you said, it's just it's not comparable. Like, if you're trying to compare those two deals that we just talked about, the Heat are doing the favor of taking back Nurkic, which right. You know, provides them a ton of provides the Blazers a ton of cap relief and would, you know, just be a huge obstacle for the Heat because it's already tight enough as it is. And it's a, I think he's got 64 mil mm-hmm. left committed to him. I don't know if I have that number right off, off the top of my head. He's still got a, a pretty good amount left. Um, not only that, um, the Heat threw in two recent first round picks, right? Uh, on top of the 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 two other picks and two other swaps like that. That deal is definitely better. I think the one that we've talked about that is less than the one, uh, you know, that has the heat taking back Nurkic, throwing in both young guys and Tyler, et cetera. I think that's the, the, the lesser version of that is better than what you're talking about there. Cause I mean, right. I was trying to figure out, like, it doesn't feel like the Blazers are getting back enough in that deal. Well, uh, let, let, let me read you what they say. This is their view on it. And again, it comes down to what you think of Maxi as opposed to hero. Right. And this is one of the discussions we've had, which is, I don't know that there's that great a difference between the two of them in Maxie's favor, but there seems to be a national perception that there is, right? So here's, okay, I'm not going to read you the, the Clippers' view of this because nobody cares from the Heat perspective. So I'll read you what Pelton said about the Blazers' perspective on this. To make this deal, Portland would have to value Maxie more than additional first-round picks, getting only the distant two from the Clippers. I mean, literally, they're not getting off your, uh, Nurkic, right? I said Nurkic before, I apologize. They're not getting off Nurkic. They're not getting the pick swaps. Right, they're not getting Jovic. They're not getting Hawkins. Okay, this is all just to get Max. They're getting a mere coffee, Ethan. A, a mere coffee. How can a you mere, turn that a mere down? Coffee, right? So and then it says, okay, since so Philadelphia doesn't have one to offer until 2029, the earliest we'll probably hold the line on offering that picks in addition to Maxi's. That's Pelton's view. Let me read you what Bobby Mark says about this. Just just the Portland side. On Portland side of things, the Blazers would have to believe the upside is greater for Maxi than for Hero. And the package of young players, first-round picks, and swaps they can potentially receive for Miami. Remember that also that a maxi extension could double the $120 million extension that Hero just signed. Those factors would make me pause on moving forward with the Sixers trade. So literally, this trade is the Sixers emptying the clip. It's them giving up Tobias, who's still functional even if he's overpriced, right? And giving up Maxi. And giving up two first-round picks. And Bobby Marks is basically saying that doesn't come close to what the Heat could potentially offer there. So everybody's been saying, like, not everybody, but a lot of us, well, if the, Heat, if the Sixers would just part with Maxi, it's still not a better deal, according he's, to what you're looking at here. Not for that. Not all that, man. He's not. Like, he's a good player, but, I mean, don't even get me started, man. The gap between him and Tyler is really not, not all that. And it's not going to be all that, it's, like you said, when you factor in that contract that he's going to get at some point in time which probably should have been done already. Like he's right. going to get upwards of 40 mil per year. So when you want to talk about Tyler, it's like, oh, should we have, should the Heat have given him that contract? Like, oh man, I wonder if they're going to be having that conversation about Tyrese Maxey, who has a similar reputation. So it's like a guy who can get you buckets, not in exactly the same way, right? He's quicker, right. he can get to the rim more, all that, all that is fair. But both of them get targeted on defense. Both yes. of them are small. Both and. Like, Maxi had a better, I think, defensive reputation coming out of college, and that's why I think he gets more benefit of the doubt, whereas, like, Hero was never known as that guy. He, like, Maxi mm-hmm. came in as somebody who could, quote-unquote, defend, but he just, you know, the the size and athleticism of the NBA, he's been 
he's been targeted just as much. So I, I just think it's a little bit ridiculous. All right, we're going to go through these next two a little bit quicker. But I, uh, again, the Heat are not involved in this one. But this is another one that's thrown out there. Let me see who threw this at Bobby. Uh, Andre Snelling, so I do not know, but he's at ESPN. Um, the Pelicans get Dame and Nurkic. The Blazers get Zion. Dyson Daniels, uh, Kira Lewis, Lewis Jr., Larry Nance Jr., and Najee Marshall. So basically, they get Zion. Okay. And this said, uh, and let me just give you uh, it's not only the thing is the Blazers would get one of the premier box office talents in the NBA, still only 23 years old. Williamson would become the team's centerpiece with Henderson, Simons, and Sharp forming the other 25 nucleus in the future. And this comes to the Pelicans. They're battling for first place with Williamson. Uh, and this would obviously re- reunite Dane with McCollum, but you'd be adding Brandon Ingram to make it Portland East with Brandon Ingram. Uh, Bobby Marks' review on this. Now, this is interesting. Seven-player trade that swaps two franchise players and no draft compensation. I like the concept, but let's simplify and start and clean it up. Start by removing Nurkic. I know Portland is looking to rid itself of the three years and $54 million left, but New Orleans has Valanchunas under contract, and I would look to extend him rather than take back an unwanted salary. Plus, New Orleans is already in the luxury tax. Anyway, this goes on. So he modifies the trade to Williamson, Daniels, Lewis, and a 27 unprotected Milwaukee first for mm. Lillard and Keon Johnson. Okay? So that's what he throws out there. But, again, either way, okay, this – I've speculated on New Orleans being a possibility because Griff, David Griffin, general manager there, is aggressive. But looking to build with Zion, it seems, still. So my thought had been Ingram going out the other way. I can understand how Portland could talk itself into Zion if Portland was in Portland. How are they going to sell to their fan base, <laughs> a fan base that, if they're old enough, has had to endure, okay? So many. Bill Walton's foot injuries, Sam Bowie's foot injuries over, by the way, over Michael Jordan. Brandon Roy's career, which was Hall of Fame potential, crashing and burning, okay? Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Taking right, over Kevin Durant. Taking over Kevin Durant. How are they going to justify to their fan base taking on a guy who plays 30% of his games if he's lucky? I, I just don't see it. I, I saw the value in trying to get Zion to play with Dame, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. But to replace Dame? Yeah. We know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it's like, you know, at that point, if you, I, I, I had the same thought as you too, right? Because I, I was thinking about it like pairing them together originally before the the request became public. That was, you know, there was talks of that, and thinking about it from from this angle where he's a part of the rebuild, I guess you know there's not pressure on him to have to play too much during the regular season, and he can kind of just take his time. And they gonna make the playoffs if that happens. But no, no, okay, not, gonna, so... not gonna be the playoffs. No, I just mean like at that point, there's no pressure because there is no playoff expectation. So it's right. like he's just a part of the rebuild. He can take his time and, and you know play as many games as he's as he can. And I, I guess I see it, but at the same time, it's like even you know that one unprotected pick from Milwaukee makes it a little bit more interesting because the first one I saw it was like I like Dyson Daniels, I like Najee Marshall. Like those are young players who are going to be I think good role players. Um, in the near future, all that is cool, but like you need at least a couple of first round picks in there because the Zion thing is already too much of a risk in itself. Right. Like, there is, he still has value because when he does play, he's an all NBA talent. But uh, the availability, the fact that you don't know what's going to happen with his career because of the availability stuff, um, I would think there would have to be at least one or two first round picks well, along with those young out. players that he threw in there. I just think it's so shaky. Like, I don't know, I don't know. 
And again, it sounds crazy coming from us. Zion, when he plays, is a way better player than Tyler Hero. Yes. It's just, it, it's a really shaky deal. And like you mentioned, especially with Portland's history, I don't Portland's know how history. they would feel about that. Well I, would, well, I mean, the other question would be like, if the Heat's package was on the table for Zion Williamson, uh, New Orleans would probably take that. Right? Even Right? So if that's the case. Oh, that's a hot take. No, I think they would, honestly. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what uh, Griff thinks to hero, but they would probably take that and flip the pixel. And, then, they have, they and have then at that point, it, it would be New Orleans with Dame, CJ, and Zion. I mean, and, and excuse me, and Brandon, and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, like, and I guess I guess you're holding, and then you're holding on to Herb Jones, right? And you're holding Jonas, on to right. You have you have Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy. They have some interesting young players there. Um, they do, I, but it is a lot Portland East. It's probably an upgraded version of Portland East in a weaker conference. So, but again, then, you know, you and know, New we Orleans is still in the West, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. It is in the West. You're right. West. It's Portland West. I, well, I, it's Are you reading the, the script it's when, in, they it's add, it, when they I add when they add Seattle and Vegas to the league and New Orleans? And New Orleans moved out east. Uh, I, that's, that's really where they should be. All right, we got one more here. You ready? Uh, and this one actually has got a little more traction since this was posted. This was posted by uh, last one on the story by uh, Andrew Lopez, who actually I do believe covers New Orleans, but he actually proposed yep. a Raptors trade. Uh, Dame Lillard to the Raptors. The Blazers get Ananobi Boucher, uh, the corpse of Thad Young, and first recent first-round pick Grady Dick, plus two first-round picks. And he does explain that the, you know this is where the Raptors not wanting to give up Scotty Barnes, which is something that we've heard consistently. Um, and here, I'll give you just first, and then you can just close here. Bobby Marks's view, there are too many risks for both sides to pull off this deal. I like the concept mm. of swapping out Van Vliet for Lillard, but what happens if Siakam does not sign an extension and leaves in free agency? Toronto would be on the hook for $160 million remaining to Lillard, and its draft picks depleted. It already owes a 24 top six protected to San Antonio. There's also the likelihood of Lillard asking out next season. We've made that case. Considering the roster is less than championship worthy if Siakam leaves. Is it championship worthy if Siakam's there? I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's competitive in the East, probably with Milwaukee and Boston, maybe. Um, you're talking Lillard, Siakam, and Barnes, if that's where you're starting, I, I guess, right? Um, but, that's you know, they, and Jacob Cote, right? Um, so that's, I mean, that's an option. But it says the Raptors could have cast space, and you can make the argument that Lillard, Barnes, and Jacob Cote are drawing cards for free agents. But when was the last time Toronto signed an all-star level free agent, the four-for-one trade? would also put Toronto in the luxury tax for only the second time in 20 seasons. I know their new ownership group is not fond of that. Um, and then from Portland's side, and this is a good point, Ananobi is unlikely to sign a $116 million extension, and Portland would have to accept that the cost to retain the forward could top $247 million over five seasons. I mean, I like OG Ananobi, but you're not, he's not a $50 million a year player, even in the current economy. If the Blazers are comfortable with that figure, then this trade should be go on their whiteboard of potential little deals. A foundation of Ananobi, Henderson, Simons, and Sharp is a strong nucleus to build on in the post-Lillard era. The two first have appeal when you consider that Lillard will be three years older and a potential free agent in the 26 offseason. I mean, if you're Portland, does this make sense? I mean, I, I, is OG – because you get the two first-round picks in Toronto. I don't know what those will be. You know, yeah. probably not great, I would think, if Dame's there into 26. I don't know about 28. Uh, but I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, your point is, is all this worth it for OG Ananobi? And you're not getting as many picks as you're getting from Miami with that, without yeah, the swap. That's so there. I had a couple of thoughts as you were going through this. I mean, I think throwing in Grady Dick is not nothing because he was right. a pretty high pick and I think right. he was pretty high, high regarded. Um, another guard, know, by the way, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's that's a fair point for sure. Uh, so Grady Dick, the two picks, all of that is cool. And this is something that was going through my head of like, you know, after we talked about the Sixers and Raptors as the mystery team, right, the other day. Um, the Raptors, this is the avoiding trading Scotty Barnes path because that's the mm-hmm. point that's been made a lot is, you know, they, they weren't going to trade him for KD. Why are they going to do it for Dame? Um, and, you know, we made the point this Raptors team isn't as good. That's the other part of this risk, right? It's like, not only do the Blazers have to worry about an extension with OG, right? Because I think part of this trade for the Blazers that makes it kind of, I, I think that would make it good for them is that if you had kind of the idea that you could trade him immediately for three first round picks or something like that, and all of a sudden you're getting back a pretty big haul of first rounders along with Grady Dick. And it's like, okay, if Grady Dick and five first rounders is the package mm-hmm. along with you know the, the rest of the salary filler, like mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense for the Blazers, but with this extension thing, I mean, first of all, you sign an extension, you can't get traded. So, how much is OG going to be worth if you're trying to flip him? If you're the Blazers, right? Um, if you know, you the the team that would they would be trying to flip him too would have to worry about the extension. So it's like that's the one that kind of makes sense to me. It's like, yeah, OG could theoretically be flipped for more picks, but the extension thing just makes it so risky not to mention the fact that dame already doesn't want to play in mm-hmm. toronto from that's from the Baltimore. single biggest thing though that's the not single to mention thing. that the team isn't going to go to the conference finals like again like it, it will be competitive like you said dame siakam scotty barnes you know yaka Pertle, gary trent that's a nice five it's a it's a cute little mm-hmm. five but like the, the bucks and celtics are still going to be there the heat are still going to be there the Cavs and the sixers are still going to be there like it's just a lot and i don't know if they have enough to get through the east and i i, I don't think they have enough to get through the east all right, so our, our final say here, and we thank our sponsors, Better Edge, Prize Picks, and Water Cleanup, is this. Even if, even if, okay, the Heat throw essentially everything but the kitchen sink, because I guess the kitchen sink would be maybe Kayla Martin and, uh, you know, somewhere else. They throw everything but the kitchen sink out there. And even if New Orleans is willing to give up Zion, Philadelphia is willing to give up Maxi. Toronto is willing to give up its most first recent first round pick plus Ananobi plus first round picks, two first round picks. Even if all those things happen, the Heat deal still looks like the best deal for Portland. Uh, so when you add in context and nuance, and you're not just playing it like the trade machine on 2K, yeah. Right. Sure. Right. So what are they waiting for? Anyway. We're waiting for something to actually happen here. Thanks to Alex. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.